Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Diary of a Mad Black Man. My name is Blake, the host of this podcast and author of this diary. And today I have a very special guest with me today. Um, he goes by the name of Walt. He's the host of Boss Locks, creator, creative director of everything that's dope behind Boss Locks. So um, today's going to be a very, very good episode. I'm super excited for today. So um, when the music comes back, or when the music drops, rather, um, we'll be back. And I'll be back with Walt. So enjoy the show. And we are back with the good vibes because I got a very dope special guest on the show today. Um, if you clicked on today's episode, you already know that this is an episode where one of my favorite podcasters, person, people, part of my pod family are going to be interviewing me. So what's up, Walt? Welcome to the show. Appreciate you taking time out of your super busy schedule to be on the podcast today, my guy. No, this is like legit my pleasure, man. This is, uh, yeah, this isn't even like doing you a favor i'm excited to do this man it's been way too long since we connected and it's a cool way to reconnect right here on the podcast so i'm excited to be here man you already know and uh for those of y'all listening me and walt both got our roadcasters hooked up we got some exclusive podcast connection going on as you guys are listening to this episode so i'm pretty sure the audio quality of this is gonna be so crisp and clear and just yeah it's gonna be lit because we got all the sound effects in it all but, the things it, it better be it better be like that yeah 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 all that all that so uh so um the purpose of me doing these series or these episodes for my season seven y'all for those of y'all listening um i've been podcasting going on three years now and i met some really dope and amazing people and it was really good to kind of turn the tables with diary of a mad black man and kind of get them to interview me um wall is one of the first Oh, well, he is an OG Black Podcast Club member. Been knowing this guy for going on three years now. And I'm uh, just super dope individual to have in my life, especially in the podcasting space. So, Walt, again, I want to give you your flowers while you're here. You are so dope. Keep that creative energy you got going and flowing, man. You're doing great things. And um, I'm happy to give you the reins of Diary of a Mad Black Man, my first podcast, baby, and uh, let you take the ropes man, or take the show over, man. It's all yours now. Yes, yes. Um, I'm excited to do this um, for a few reasons, but one in particular is because last week I realized, like it's funny you said three years, and when I joined Black Podcast Club, it's right at the beginning, and it was a really cool moment for me to join this specific group yeah, of Black creators, yeah. Black podcasters, led by Blake himself, and it was a really great learning Um opportunity and moment for me right just like being around you hearing the way that you approach creativity podcasting even things like audio versus video which we got back and forth about like, i still always appreciate your perspective on all of it and last week i realized that i am still learning from you man like i feel like i feel um way more confident than i was back in 2020 you helped me uh, realize the term like creative confidence and all that but I'm still taking notes from you, even things like ideas I had. I'm like, hold on a second. Blake was doing that before. So <laughs> my first question for you, for real, is um, just outside of what you're doing right now, like how do you really look at yourself when you approach podcasting and everything else you're doing? Like do you 
really truly embody the term of podcaster creator like what is it that you would not necessarily label yourself but like what, how do you how do you look at yourself how do you look at this like medium that we're creating in? you know that's a really dope question um i could probably write a book based on that question right there uh, but i'm gonna try and keep it you know simple for the podcast um you know when i started podcasting it was for a very different reason than i think a lot of people coming to podcasting I was in a very dark space, um, dealing with some serious mental health challenges at the time. And since that point of starting to where I am now, if I had to define myself, I would say that I'm a creative, definitely a podcaster. Um, but I think the way that I'm able to navigate this space so efficiently and in such a positive way, the way that it enhances my life and kind of motivates and encourages other people like yourself is because I'm also creating the lifestyle that I want to live. And that's really been the premise of what I've been doing. Um, I really got a hold of that uh, when I joined Building Better Brands. Shout out to my guy, Chris Ward Jr. Um, working with him um, really for like my, I want to say like the, I met Chris like June, July of 2020. So about, I was about seven, eight months into podcasting and joining his program for the first, for that next year, we met every single Monday um, and I really dug deep into this idea of creating the lifestyle that I wanted to live through the art of storytelling. Um, I became better at storytelling. I began to learn different marketing strategies, tips, um, really began to understand the landscape of what it means to be a creative, to be an entrepreneur, to be a business owner. These are all things that Chris took me and my Building Better Brands family in depth into. Like we had weekly um, Zoom calls, private Zoom calls. Uh, we recorded them. We would chat. We had group chats. Like it was so. It was a, a deep process. It was almost like I was in school to be a creative. At the same time that I was still producing episodes for Diary of a Mad Black Man, I also had just recently founded the Black Podcast Club. Like had officially registered with the state of Georgia. Got all the paperwork and everything was official at that time. So having all these resources and dope community being a part of these dope communities helped me to move to the space that I am in now, which is that I'm still just creating a lifestyle that I want to live. Um, when it goes to like what I would call that, what I would title that as I don't No word really just comes to mind right now because something I've also learned in being a creative is that once you create something, that creativity is then going to, almost like boomerang back to you and it's going to create you and your life to be different than what it was. Had you not have created what it is that you create, what you created. Um, and I'm finding that the more that I create and more that I do in all things of creativity, it's just changing me as a creative at the same time. So it's like this ever flowing circle of just creativity where I'm changing the things that I'm creating are changing because the things that I'm creating are changing me. So my perspective is changing. So it's just like, I really dived into the one thing that is never going to change, which is things are going to always change. And I just love being a creative. So, um, yeah, I, I think that answers your question <laughs> for the most part. Well, yeah. uh, but that, that, that's really where yeah. I'm at. Just, just living my life on my own terms and creating the lifestyle I want to live, man. That's, that's, um, man, yeah, definitely, definitely still following your footsteps. I, um, I met Chris Ward in December and created some content with him on LinkedIn. And I just started working with him as like a, 
a student for real. I don't think oh, he calls word. it that, but I'm just calling that just for lack of better words. Yeah, um, more so of a mentor. Cool. De- really definitely cool. a mentor and a brother for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Shout out to Chris. Um, interesting. So this lifestyle. Um, let's take it back to 2020 and then looking to today, right now. Um, that that healing process. I feel like you, as you just dig deeper into creativity and I guess getting closer to the lifestyle you want to live, you've also all at the same time have just been on this healing journey. So yeah. I feel like that's like almost like three different things that all kind of intertwine together. Mm-hmm. Like what has that relationship been like between those three? Ooh, damn. Well, you got some fire questions, boy. I got a... Good. Like that's a good one right there. Um, wow. So how do the three intertwine with healing? Um, I'll, I'll speak on just healing and creativity and how they've helped me to heal. Um, when I started this journey, I didn't know that it was a creative journey nor a healing journey. Um, as I've developed my creativity, it's become a coping strategy, skill, resource. Um, it's helped me cope with my mental health challenges. It's helped me to cope with my healing. Um, it's helped me to understand my healing. It's helped me to gain knowledge about healing. It's helped me to gain knowledge about what mental health is, what mental illness is, what anxiety is, what depression is. And it's done so much for me that I feel that I owe it to my healing to continue to be a creative because my creativity has helped me to heal tremendously. I do know that that I do know that even though I didn't think that I was a creative initially, I think that my desire to heal further sparked my creativity. So they are very intertwined. Um, they're very connected to each other. Um, Diary of a Mad Black Man has been extremely therapeutic. It has been it is my therapy. It has been my therapy and will always be my therapy. Being a mental health advocate is something that I'm going to forever be. It's going to be a title that I'll forever carry. Um, And these are things that are now ingrained in me because I understand that these are part of who I am. Being a creative, being a mental health advocate, these are two things that are part of who I am. And podcasting and being a content creator and um, producing the kind of content that I do helps me to almost like showcase those parts of myself to the world because my healing is something that is a lifelong process. I now understand, but it's helped me to be a better creative and my creativity has helped me to heal because it soothed my healing. It has been my healing. It's been my escape from my healing because I know a lot of times people talk about healing and, Oh, you just got to heal. That shit is not easy. It's very difficult. It hurts. It's painful. It's traumatic. You got to relive traumas and shit. So they have both simultaneously kept me alive at the end of the day. Because, like I said, when I started this podcast, this creative journey, this healing journey that I wasn't even aware that I was starting, I wasn't in a good space at all. Mentally, I wasn't, I didn't want to live anymore. I was fed up with life. I felt I had hit rock bottom and there was nothing else left. So I knew that I wanted to tell my story before I left. (laughs) I was going to leave this earth like somebody was going to know why. And so, um, yeah, storytelling, healing. And being a creative just became three aspects that I began to dive into and almost became like a student of and realized that these are three things that are just part of me. They're part of who I am. And now I use them as tools to, again, continue to create the lifestyle that I want to live. 
Mm. That's beautiful. You're really good at this, by the way. Like just, just like truly living in that creative just mindset and just speaking. I really, um, I think I admire that about you, like the way you just approach your healing and not keeping it private. You know, you mm-hmm. really, and matter of fact, um, it almost seems fearless, but I feel like it's kind of naive to think that people don't experience fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, you live like you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, and, and that's true because I'm scared of a lot of shit, bro. Like even doing this podcast, like with season seven, like, I mean, to be totally honest, transparent, this week I didn't drop an episode. I'm late. I'm probably going to drop it either tomorrow or Wednesday. But I'm, like, behind a little bit. I just moved. Um, I got this new podcast I'm starting, new things I'm doing as a creative. And it is just scary as shit because you never know where this stuff is going to take me, what it's going to change my life to be. But as far as keeping it private, I've been so public with it at this point, and it's helped me to heal so much that I, I feel that that's a part that I need to continue to keep. As well as I know that this idea of healing publicly is not for everybody. Everybody doesn't need to post about what they're going through on the internet or online or talk about on a podcast because it's not it's not healthy for everybody, you know. And at, and at certain points during my journey, it wasn't healthy for me to do that either. That's why I took breaks, I, I took pauses. That's why there's different seasons. That's why I did th- things differently. But at the same time, being a mental health advocate and being a creative. This is just the lane that I've created, and now it's just like an open highway, and I'm just riding down this thing, man, and I'm just grateful that I have people like yourself that also do give me encouragement because at those moments when I do have fear or I do have a bit of imposter syndrome, I think about the community that I have that supports me, that supports everything that I've done, everything that I'm still doing, everything I'm still creating, so it's like I'm not alone in nothing that I do, and that is a beautiful thing to have and to know and to yeah just just have like there's no other way to say it not alone at all in fact i've um i have somebody i want to introduce you to for your upcoming project by the way i was telling them about it so i decided to make that introduction but i'll, I'll stay more <laughs> offline i guess yeah no um doubt. or are you talking about your show publicly yet I haven't spoken specifically about it in any episode yet, but it's funny that you're kind of alluding to it because that's kind of what's been creeping up in these episodes is like I've been kind of dropping hints about what my new podcast is going to be about, what I'm doing as a creative um, moving forward. Um, I haven't officially made that like, yeah, this is it yet. But um, by the time people that are listening to this podcast well, by the time people listen to this podcast, that episode will be in the queue to come up. So it's kind of like the past four or five episodes I've been hinting at it. But this is the, also the first time that I've directly like taken time out of an episode to even talk about it. So this is like perfect wall, like like for the flow of the season. Because I had this idea of how I want the season to go. This is like, yeah, I don't want to really say too much about it right now during this episode. Because I want that to be an episode in and of itself. But for those of y'all listening, just know I got... Some other shit coming up. So, the pot's on the stove and there's water in it Listen, simmering. It's, it's almost it's, boiling. It's definitely, it's definitely some shit coming because, um, yeah. Ow. <laughs> That's all I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, man. So, what do you think? Um, I just want to talk to you, um, still about podcasting, but when you drop just the whole season 
in one week or one day. Mm-hmm. Season um, four, yeah. Le- yeah, last year. Yo, it's crazy. That was last year. You've been you've been going hard, man. Yo, Yo what what um I feel like you've already spoken about it, but what did that moment teach you just outside of whether or not it works? Um that moment taught me that I am truly in control of my creativity and what I do as a podcaster. There was no, I mean, I still don't know anybody who's done a podcast like that. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm pretty sure, I, I, I don't know. I can't think of it right now. If you did, shout out to you. But it taught me that what I create is still going to be received by my audience because it was so different. Um, I had already not been podcasting for a couple months at the time. Um, so I had no idea, no data, no no idea how I was going to do, you know what I'm saying? Like we were, and this was also at a time where, I mean, I mean, you remember this, we were very big on like getting the plays, getting the downloads, you know, doing follow for follow type shit, you know what I'm saying? So we really trying to get the numbers up cause we were real, we were young in the game. And, um, that was something that was heavy in just the conversation in the community at the time. Um, just where we were as young podcasters, but what it really taught me was that not only is my story powerful, but that people really fuck with it. Like there's really no other way to say it. Like when I dropped season four, like that was the season that got the most engagement from my audience. Um, And I didn't expect that because it was like kind of a one and done situation, but it was in the weeks to follow that I realized like people really took time out to go back and listen to episode one, two, well, it was really 90, 91, 92, you know, and listen to them in order, you know what I'm saying, to really get a scope of the full story that I told in season four, which was really um, a snapshot of my life during the pandemic, dealing with mental health issues and challenges and illness and, like, serious shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, um, these episodes were some of the most transparent episodes that I've ever done. Some of those episodes were episodes that I never thought I would release to the world or to anybody um, because a part of my therapy through podcasting and just being a creative was I would just record myself talking. So a lot of times I would be under the influence, drunk as hell, you know, on the mic talking, saying crazy shit, and I would go back and listen to it and be like, yo, what the fuck was I thinking? But, you know, it, it was just... A moment again where I realized that even as dark as my story was or is or how dark things got, you know, it could st- I could still take that darkness and turn it into something positive. I could turn my pain into purpose. Um, shout out to Kennedy um, for that one. She has a, a your pain turn your pain into purpose um, organization and program platform that I've been on too. So let's get that plug there too. But that's literally what I did. Um, Turn my pain into purpose, and it made me feel really good and encouraged me to continue to heal and to continue to get back into podcasting because that was also a time where I was tired of that weekly episode shit. It started to feel like a job. So I was like, let me see if I can do my own thing. And that's also really where I released the reins of trying to do what everybody else was doing and trying to follow the standard and status quo of what podcasting was supposed to look like. And I just did my own thing, and people fuck with it. So, yeah. Yo, I love that. Um, at the beginning of this, I was talking about how I'm still learning from you Mm -hmm. and the very specific moment where I realized like, Oh man, yeah. Yeah. I'm about to test out what Blake was doing is really dropping, um, everything at once. Mm. Um, 
And what I've realized is that I am way past capacity. And I really hate the feeling of being on this like rat race. You know, I feel like as mm-hmm. creatives, it's very easiest to for us to think that we got to do what other people are doing. We got to mm-hmm. follow the Joe Rogan's, Joe Buttons, like all them people, like releasing, releasing, doing all the time, everything mm-hmm. at once. And I love that you said, like the first thing you said, that you learned um, that you're in control. I feel like that's a really powerful thing because when we do just follow that kind of rat race constantly, got to do this, got to do that, got to be here. It's like we're not really in control. We're giving control away to others. And I feel like our podcast audiences, they don't need that control over us. They don't mm-hmm. even want that. They're yeah. just here to yeah. listen and be a part of the community. It's like people are gaining value from episodes, especially your show that's providing so much value through your own healing like why would someone want control over that no we want you to be your best because mm-hmm. we gain so much from the best what's cool that you mentioned that um and also just hearing all of that i feel like at that moment you went from podcaster to artist for real because mm. i mean a lot of artists you know they, they still a lot of artists that we talk about in pop culture whatever constantly they're always dropping something but like kendrick lamar for example uh coming out with an album first album since 2017 that's crazy mm-hmm. but we've all been intense anticipation right, of yeah. it um all been i guess it's already out by the time this release oh, yeah, i'm gonna go ahead yeah. and already say that i loved it. it's an amazing album uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> well, no doubt. um yeah and um what was i gonna say yeah but that, that's uh that's five years that's five years but his name has never left people's mouth you know he's always it hasn't dropped and still considered top yeah. rap or at least it's in the conversations. And I feel like when you did that, you went boom, I'm controlled, dropping everything at once. Mm-hmm. It's like you let go of that race type right. of thing. Yeah. So um how do you keep yourself in that mindset of like not following trends and just constantly putting things out? Because I feel myself slipping into the traps of becoming Overcapacity constantly. Mm. I decided shortly thereafter dropping season four. You know, I had the business. I had you know, Diary Mad Black Man was doing great. You know, it makes like I I think something I I realized too was how unique my podcast was in podcasting because you got to look at the landscape of black podcasters in general. It's not a lot of us. Just period. Then you got to look at the field of mental health podcasts within the black community of podcasters. Still not many. And then black men who are authentically telling their true lived story of experiencing mental health challenges and going through and dealing with mental illness. It's very few of those that do it. That's why my podcast has the stage that it has because there's not many of them in general. So knowing and understanding that, um, I began to understand the power of my platform that I was creating and I began to take it very serious. But I also understood that this is still a part of my life. This isn't, my life isn't a part of Diary of a Mad Black Man. I gained the courage to truly just, again, be myself wholeheartedly in real in the real world, like, like in everyday life. And it helped me to be who I am in my own, in my own flesh, in my skin. And so now, like, when I just carry myself and I walk around, I don't think about 
how people perceive me. I don't think about the standards of the world or how society wants me to live because I live on my own terms. I don't care about the status quo. I don't, I'm not a nine to five type person. And again, shout out to everybody that works nine to five, but I know that that is kind of like a standard that I don't live to. So I live on my own terms. And so I do my own thing. Like I do my shit when I feel like it, you know what I'm saying? I did. I drop an episode. Did I want to drop an episode this week? Absolutely. Am I upset that I didn't drop an episode this week? Absolutely. But am I going to really beat myself up about it? Absolutely not. Because I got over 130 some episodes that my audience still has to listen to. And I'm still going to go ahead and, at, and, and put out the episode, not necessarily on the scheduled day, but I'm still going to put it out. You know what I'm saying? But I also did move this past week. I moved into a new apartment. So it's been a lot going on. So I give myself that grace too to understand that I'm human. And this, and at the end of the day, this is my shit. And can't nobody tell me about my shit. And I run it how I want to. So that's why I do it the way I do it. Mm, it's your shit. Can nobody tell you how to run it? That's right, man. Yeah, that's like, right. you know what I'm saying? That's another thing, too. Like, I've been thinking about, like, damn, do I really want to get signed to, like, a major production company or something like that? And it's like, because I don't want nobody else checking up on me or telling me I have to do this. Like, if I want to stop my show, like, if I, like, dead, dead ass, if I want to stop production on everything that I'm doing and cold hard turkey stop right now and not say nothing to nobody, I could do that right now in this moment. And I like that power and ability. Will I do that? Would I do my audience like that? Absolutely not. But that level of power and control over my life is what I desire to have in all realms, even in the real world, even when it comes to putting food on my own table and providing my own shelter in this world. I don't want nobody or nothing to have any kind of influence or control over that ever again in life. And that's what I'm working towards. Is complete so, independence of any system, anything, whatever. Everything is mine. I want my house and my land paid for. I feel that. I feel that. So that's so interesting. I feel like um, this isn't just the case with creatives, but a lot of people are really looking at how to have that autonomy in their yeah. own life. Mm-hmm. And living it but at the same yeah. time they want that but then there's also like like signing to something can be a great move because you put you in a whole different position but i feel like i'm learning that that might not be the case for me that might not be what i want like for a podcast to sign to some just using label for lack of better words but to a label right you now have to you have obligations right you mm-hmm. owe this and if you don't do it then you're out but um, I'll be honest, like that that doesn't sound great to me either. Right, <laughs> I like would love to work with people to deliver something. But I love being independent. I love being an independent podcaster right now. I've grown to love that independence because I also know how to get money being a podcaster by myself. So I don't need nobody right now. Like like how um like how Big Lotto say like that little ass advance I couldn't sign it. Like you can't come and give me something I can get on my own. You see what I'm saying? So in order for me to release that control or to have that, to give that power to somebody, it's going to have to make sense. And it's going to have to be millions, literally. Like at from this point forward, like if you're not coming to me talking about millions, there's nothing we can discuss. Mm. What gives you the confidence to say millions? They gave Joe Rogan a $100 million contract. They gave Alexa Cooper a $60 million contract. 
I know for a fact, just based on the percentages of the math, my shit right now is worth at least a couple hundred grand a year. And because of who I am and who I know and what I'm doing and what I'm, and especially by the time this episode comes out, yeah, millions of dollars is what is what is what this is worth, millions. And I know that. And it, 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 I don't care what anybody what anybody can pull up in my data and say with rankings, none of that. What my follower count is, I know that my brand, that what I'm doing and who I am, I'm a millionaire. So that so you can't tell me that what I'm creating isn't worth millions because I'm a millionaire in my mind. Period. I love that. I love that. How how um what steps does it take to get to that mindset, right? Like not questioning it, but um once again, admiring the way you think, the way you move. And I feel like people listening in probably admiring that as well. Like how how do we get to that point where we know that number and can feel confident about it? And being realistic, like you say millions for someone else, it might not be millions, it might be a hundred thousand. That's still a bag. That's still some money right there. Right. So how do we get to the point where we know what that number is and and feel good about saying it? For me, I just start I've learned the power of speaking things into existence. I've learned how, for example, when I said when I found out I had to move about four weeks ago. I said, if I'm going to move, I need to live in West Midtown. I want to live walking distance to my job, period. Like, I've been saying that for a long time, and it's happening. I've also grown the confidence to understand that I'm truly in control of my life because I've taken steps towards being a creative and being a podcaster, and it's manifested itself in real ways, meaning I've earned money, I've traveled, spoken at conferences, met some of my idols, like Charlemagne, the president of Black Effect Network, um, Dolly Bishop. So um, it's done real-life things for me. So that's why I have that confidence, because I know what it's already done. So when I say I'm a millionaire, I'm going to make millions in podcasting, I just know it's going to get done. Because the things that I used to say that I wanted to do, like, for example, like even meeting people like Charlemagne or having things like Birthday Bash, where I brought, you know, the whole gang of, uh, the pie family together for, you know, a trip. And we all got this Airbnb, like all those things that I said that I wanted to do happened. Even when, I mean, if you think, I mean, you remember why I was like, I don't know how we going to do this, but just let's just go ahead and mark these dates on the calendar. And what happened? Those dates on the calendar came birthday bash was a success. So it's just like, I just, know where I'm at and I'm so cool and laid back and chill with it that it's it's really calmed my spirit because at first you know my early 20s and you know in college and even first starting the podcast you know what I'm saying during the pandemic it was like this panic of just go 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 gotta get it gotta get it like in the rat race I'm cool I'm chilling I'm at peace because everything that's mine is gonna come to me when it's time and I I ain't stressing about nothing and that's why I had that confidence because I know and I believe in myself wholeheartedly there's nothing that nobody can tell me that is going to alter the belief that i have in myself mm. that's beautiful man that's beautiful i um i love i love yeah i like the, i, I like i kind of like the way i said that too I, i'm excited to hear that on the playback because i really was just running my mouth yeah. but you know what i'm saying but it's just real shit you know what i'm saying when i talk and i speak real and that's what i love about diary of a mad black man and that's what i love about being a podcaster and a creative is it's giving me 
the space to be myself. And a lot of times, you know, as human beings, as black people, a lot of us, you know, I'm going to just speak in general terms. We don't have that space to grow up and be ourselves, and speak for ourselves, and say what we want and have our own beliefs and have our own thoughts and have our own ways of living and thinking like, because we're a lot of times, and that's just the way society is in general. But I think if you add the identities of black and black community and, you know, the way we're, we live, it, it's even further. You know what I'm saying? Like, what happens in this house stays in this house. You know, don't talk back, stay in a child's place, that type shit. That psychologically does something to people as they grow up and mature and become adults. And so I've kind of had to rid myself of those things to understand that I can say what the fuck I want to say. You know, obviously, you always want to say it in a respectful way because you can never help what how somebody's going to respond to what you say, whether it's the truth, whether you say it nice, perfectly or not. But... It's giving me the confidence to still say what I need, say what needs to be said in the moment that I feel it needs to be said and to be who who it is that I want to be and show up in the world. However, it is I choose to show up in the world and fuck what anybody got to say about how I choose to live my life and what I choose to let come out of my mouth. And this is really dope to hear, you know, um, in 2020, you were inviting other people in the Black Politics Club to, you know, have you on the show. I was resistant because I felt like I wasn't ready. And just, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that feeling because now I feel in a different space. Mm-hmm. I am ready. And it's just really cool just to see your progression over the years. Um, but anyways, there's, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you because it's something that I've started to learn more about this year in particular and that's the concept of anxiety and it's like annoying man (laughs) i I felt um so this year i realized that a lot of what i would blame on imposter syndrome being shy even being introverted is really directly related to anxiety Mm -hmm. and even recently there was this moment where i just didn't feel right was asking me to anxiety. I was like, nah, man, it's not anxiety. I thought for a second, I was like, oh shit, it really is. It really is. So now I'm trying to bring it up. Um, really kind of following your footsteps once again, just bring it up anytime I can. So I want to ask you just about anxiety in particular. Um, is that something, I'm going to start simple. Is that something that you experience today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I still experience anxiety all the time. Um, I'm not going to say, well, I, well, I'll say it like this because it's not all the time in like a bad way, like how it once was, because now I'm medicated. I've been taking medication since October of 2021 and it has helped to ease my anxiety like no other. Um, I still deal with anxiety. I still have bouts of depression, but it's not debilitating. It's not like I'm having anxiety attacks. You know what I'm saying? I think just in the era that we live in and, based on my personal just makeup, like I'm always going to be dealing with anxiety. Um, But I've learned to have control of it. I've learned to understand it. I've learned to understand my anxiety and how my anxiety works isn't necessarily like everybody else's. So I would just encourage you or anybody who's dealing with it to really dig deep into your anxiety in those moments that you have anxiety. Don't try to beat yourself up about it. Don't try to... I guess I guess the best thing I could say is just to kind of let it come and go. Like a lot of times when my anxiety gets really high, I try to get somewhere and get still. I try to ground myself. I try to 
practice grounding techniques, you know, deep breathing. You know, if it gets really bad, I'll go take a shower or I'll go outside and I'll walk in grass or I'll go for a walk or, you know, there's different coping mechanisms that I've developed to help deal with my anxiety, which is another reason why it's not as bad as it once was. Because at one point in time, it was like I would just be sitting in it like, what the fuck is this? Oh, my God, anxiety, 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 you know, having panic attacks and stuff like that. You know, the, you know, even down to the point to where the physical symptoms come in, where it's like your heavy breathing, your chest starts to feel like you're having a heart attack. Your chest is beating fast. You can't like sit still. Your, you know, your stomach hurts, all of that. But now I've learned how to calm those things. I've learned that if like. The, one of the first things I usually do is just go drink some water because nine times out of ten I'm dehydrated like a motherfucker from having anxiety. You know, I think that's another aspect of dealing with anxiety and mental health that I've learned is my diet has a lot to do with it. You know, because your body's also like, a, think of it like a car, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it needs a little oil, sometimes it needs a little, you know, alternator or something like that. I mean, well, not an alternator. I don't think that's a terrible analogy, but I think you get what I'm saying and people listen to get what I'm saying. You just got to learn to understand it, learn how to cope with it, and that's a self journey that you have to go on. With with the support of therapy, highly recommend therapy, highly recommend online communities, um, joining communities that are dealing with similar types of anxiety or just mental health challenges in general. Um, there's tons of resources out there for you, but you have to be committed to that journey of working through your anxiety to understand your anxiety, to learn how to better manage and cope with your anxiety. And also understand that it's going to be a lifelong journey because how you manage your anxiety today is not how you manage your anxiety tomorrow. But it's it's a process, and it's a process I'm still learning and growing with as well, but I'm very, 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 very thankful that with the tools and resources I have, like my medication, therapists, friends, and a community, um, I'm pretty good now with it. So, yeah. You know, um, I think the alternator analogy actually is a good one. I just looked it up too. Um, four symptoms of a faulty alternator is car won't start, engine stalling, electrical issues, unusual sounds. And while that's like specific to a car, I feel like, you know, um, mm-hmm. just when you think about the body, sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to start something. Something I learned last year, which led into me realizing that anxiety actually has a huge influence on my life. It's just, I was really resistant to start a project at work. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is like me feeling anxious about fucking up for real. And that's tied to just other things in life that I'm still learning and discovering and unlearning and all that stuff. So nah, man, that, that actually was a really great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even so I, I take it further, like, for example, like it gave you, uh, there's an issue with the alternator, right? which let's just say that's an anxiety, but then how those symptoms may be showing up, maybe the car might not be starting, may have an electrical issue or, you know, one of those other issues. So a lot of times our anxiety will cause us to focus on one of those issues. Like, Oh my God, there's an electrical issue. The lights are flashing or something like that versus really digging deep and being like, Oh no, there's really something going on deeper here, which is really the alternator. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times when we're dealing with anxiety, we're dealing with something much deeper than what our than what our anxiety is telling us, and that's why I encourage people to again to get sit, sit still, get and get grounded within yourself, and figure out what's causing that anxiety. Because a lot of times it's not just what's on the surface. You got to really dig deep to really learn how to manage and deal with it. Yeah. Ooh, 
rapid fire, but it was not. not oh. I'm that bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, you know, I feel like I'm notorious uh, for like long ass interviews, and I feel myself getting ready to ask like 30 more questions, but. Out of respect for your audience, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna put them through it. So hey, you gave him a solid forty, though. You gave him a solid forty, though. That's that's good. I give you that. You did that. Solid forty is so, good. You know, and this is season seven, so and, and it is the Great Walt. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I gotta give your flowers. You know, so it's definitely cool that it ran um, a little bit longer than what I what the episodes would typically be this season. But um, but again, Walt, like bro, like. You are also somebody who has brought countless opportunities my way, like countless networking opportunities. I mean, from Black Writers Weekend to connections of people being in the club, like just so much that you've done for helping me to grow as a creative to helping others grow as a creative. Like you were the shit too, Walt. Like don't 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 sleep on yourself, bro. You've really done some really really dope shit in this game and in what you're doing, like. Like really changing the net, well, not even changing there, but allowing space for the narrative of of hair, of natural hair, in, in the workplace and professionalism. Like these are all conversations that ten years ago I couldn't find a conversation anywhere that's being had like that. You know what I'm saying about these specific topics and the things that you brought through your platform. Um, I'm I still am a fan of your show. Still go back and listen to episodes from time to time to you and all the club members, but. Specifically, man, I want to give you your flowers, bro. You're dope. You're awesome. You're going to be great. You're doing great things. I mean, you are the great Walt for a reason, right? So I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here on the show. Um, man, I just appreciate you, bro. And I'm happy to connect with you and happy that you're a part of my life because we're going to do some dope shit in the future together, too. So, yeah, this was dope. Real dope shit. I feel my like yo. I'm gonna save all my flower sharing for social media because I could go another thirty minutes of how dope. <laughs> yo, appreciate you saying that. I feel like I'm actually at a place where I accept it and believe. Yeah. Too. So. Yeah. You. Most definitely. Most definitely. And um. And to all y'all out there listening as well. Um. I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. Um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. So another episode of Diary of a Mad Black Man. This has been another great episode. Um, super thankful to Walt for being here today, man. But y'all know what time it is. It's time to wrap it on up. So y'all be blessed. Be safe. Take care of yourself for your mental health. And be blessed out there.